you for my viewers thank you for the life of everyone thank you for the gift of life today we thank you for giving us clarity and understanding on the subject of salvation thank you for opening eyes thank you for skills that have fallen from the eyes of people in the name of the lord jesus lord we give you all the praise lord we give you all the glory in the name of jesus in the name of the lord jesus if you are joining me and you are watching me god bless you i want you to share the broadcast with somebody this is day four part four of worlds of salvation and today we are going to look at the subject of forgiveness the subject of forgiveness and that is very very important for us to talk about so we have been looking at wells of salvation the bible says in isaiah chapter 12 it says for with joy shall we draw waters from the wells of salvation so it is god's desire and it is god's plan to give mankind salvation and god did that through the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus and that is what we have been looking at this whole time we have been talking about the resurrection the death the barrier and you know the glory that followed jesus's finished work and so on monday we look at 10 solid misconceptions about salvation we saw that many people assume certain things about salvation like you know you have to endure for salvation you have to you know beg god so that god will forgive you you have to you know so many of them you have going i mean talking about the subject of salvation we said people assume that the the message of salvation is for only new babies we saw all this and we saw scriptures that talks about the fact that salvation is the diet of the believer what god actually want us to do as children of god is to feed on the message because colossians chapter 2 the bible says that for us you have received christ jesus the lord so walk ye in him so the way a believer can grow the way a believer can grow is by the same way he received christ jesus the lord and we said how did we receive jesus christ by grace through faith in christ jesus so paul told the people in galatians 3 3 he said foolish galatians why did you begin in the spirit and you are ending in the flesh and we saw that they beginning in the spirit was when they got saved but it got to a point that you know there was so many mixture they were not feeding on what initially they received so paul called them foolish galatians now he calling them foolish was not an insult he was describing their status so we have seen a lot of things about salvation and i believe that is bless you i strongly the message is bless me myself and i thank god for the privilege to speak and share his word with everyone and then we also saw something about the nature of salvation we said that salvation is god's desire for all men jesus is the desire of all nations the bible says that for how god did not if he spared not his only son but gave him to us freely how shall he not also freely give us all things so we said salvation is a gift in christ nobody works for salvation we said there is only one savior in the parameters of salvation which is jesus christ 
Jonah chapter 2 verse 9 Jonah prophesied he says salvation is of the Lord we saw that yesterday and then yesterday we also talked about the issue of sin and confession of sin we said that there is sin as a noun and there is also sin as a verb we said sin as a noun is the is the state or the nature of sin when adam sinned genesis the bible tells us in romans 5 that the sin of adam was the sin of disobedience now people say adam ate apple and romans 5 says that by one man sin entered into the world we saw the word entered means that a foreign object has you know taken place so adam was the one that introduced sin to the world by disobeying god we saw that yesterday that was beautiful and then we also said there is sin as a verb sin as a verb is the action or the act that amounts to sin we saw that god deals with the nature of sin because for sin to be seen it is the first of all the nature that you know the the, the sin the action are symptoms of the nature without the nature of sin there will be no action of sin so we saw that yesterday that god dealt with the nature of sin and god you know his the death of jesus christ is what has brought forgiveness to mankind we saw that yesterday and we also saw scriptures about confession we saw that in the new testament our our confession is a person oh i love jesus we saw that in the new testament our confession is jesus christ jesus is our confession so the bible says as you the bible says in uh, hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 he called jesus the high priest and the apostle of our confession so we said the word confession is from the noun. The word confession is a noun, which is the word homologia. And then we saw that the verb, which is confess, is homologio. Then we have ex homologio. We saw all that yesterday. We read all the scriptures that talks about confession. None of them talks about confessing your sin. We confess Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of our life. He died to save us that was beautiful that was beautiful and you know the scriptures are so loud on that and then we also saw that john who wrote in first john chapter 1 verse 9 that if you confess your sins all the instances he used confess he was referring to jesus christ so obviously john 1 9 we says if you confess your sins is faithful and just will follow the same pattern praise god that was beautiful and so today we are looking at part four we are talking about forgiveness is a gift of god forgiveness is a gift of god that is why yesterday we dealt with confession of sin now let's look at the subject of forgiveness because this is one area where you know you go for prayer meetings and then people are told that if you don't confess your sins god is not going to answer your prayer all these things are born out of ignorance and lack of proper bible understanding all these things are born god is not waiting for us to confess our sins before he forgave us i said that god has already forgiven us in christ our forgiveness is not pleading in the old testament what was in place was the mercy of god the mercy of god was what took place 
so their sins were covered for a year every year you know sins were atoned atoned for daily weekly monthly yearly but on the on the day of atonement there was a scapegoat that all the sins of the people of israel were conferred on and then this scapegoat will be allowed to go and run into the wilderness and we said jesus became our scapegoat so in the new testament our forgiveness is not contingent on the mercy of god if our forgiveness is contingent on god's mercy then it means our sins will be covered but we said in the new testament god is propitious we said the word propitiation is the greek word hilasmos which means satisfaction so jesus became my satisfaction the wages of sin is death so when i sinned i had to die but jesus took my place and died for me so when i sin god is satisfied with the death of jesus these are legal issues salvation you know there are legalities in salvation so it is very important we looked at all these things yesterday and then today we are looking at forgiveness as a gift in god or as a gift in christ now the word forgiveness you know is the greek word aphesis a p h e s i s now forgiveness is the word aphesis and what aphesis means is to send away to remove or freedom or remission or something you cancel or release let me say that again the word forgiveness is the word aphesis which means to send away to remove or to remit so remission is also forgiveness and also to cancel to release from bondage or imprisonment so what jesus did to our sins when he forgave us is that number one he sent away our sins he removed our sins he gave us freedom he released us from prison now i will be talking about redemption the other things that you know are connected to salvation and the word redemption we will see that the word redemption we will see that god redeemed us from the slavery market that is what forgiveness also means god there was a release when man sinned man became a slave to sin so when jesus forgave our sins we were released from the prison of slavery that is what the meaning of forgiveness is praise god john chapter 1 verse 29 john the baptist john the baptist saw jesus he said behold the lamb of god that takes away the sins of the world and then i said the word take away is the greek word iro which means to remove so jesus did not cover our sins in the new testament our sins have been completely destroyed oh my god this is good so there is difference between old testament forgiveness and new testament forgiveness now one of the things that we need to appreciate in bible study is contest you need to know which people scriptures were written to i said yesterday the whole bible was written for us but not everything in the bible is written to us directly oh my god this is good this is good so god wrote the entire bible for you and i but not everything in the bible was written directly to us 
now people may say oh jesus is word i have to do everything jesus said in the bible hey you are in error if you say that jesus's words which are written in red letters are not directly referring to you because jesus christ was dealing with the children of israel under the law of moses so you cannot use the forgiveness under the law in this time of grace that is very important so you hear believers saying that if you don't forgive somebody their sins god will not forgive you says who then they will quote you the lord's prayer give us these days our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass us which means jesus if i don't forgive my friend don't forgive me because my forgiveness is predicated on how i also forgive other people <laughs> oh my god we are going to look at the lost prayer as we go on to see whether you are to forgive people if god is waiting for us to forgive people then there are so many believers who have died that will not go to heaven because they might probably have not have, have not forgiven people while on earth so we need to appreciate some of these things we need to understand some of these things so number one the word forgiveness is the word aphesis the second word used for forgiveness in the new testament is charizomai now charizomai means to favor or kindness or to rescue and deliver now charizomai is where we get the word charis which is the word grace which means forgiveness is the work of grace oh let me say that again the next word that is used for forgiveness the first word is aphesis the second is charizomai now charizomai means kindness favor to rescue or to deliver and we said out of charis we have the word charizomai the word charis is grace which means forgiveness is a function of the grace of god forgiveness is a function of god's grace and that is something that is very important that we need to understand now let me show you some scriptures let's get into some scriptures i'm going to so forgiveness is a reality that the believer has it is not something that we work for we don't work for forgiveness it is a divine reality in christ you don't work for something that is a gift now when somebody gives you a gift the moment you say you work for it it ceases to be a gift that is what forgiveness is about nobody pray uh, let me let me not go ahead of myself now i'm going to show you realities about forgiveness of sin or realities or divine realities about forgiveness now i'm going to show you i'm going to take my time and then give you scriptures as well so number one reality about forgiveness of sin is that number one the believer is eternally forgiven by jesus christ the believer is eternally forgiven now everything about god is eternal oh my god everything our god is not a temporary god he existed before eternity he predated eternity he predated the beginning the salvation he gives is eternal the forgiveness he gives is eternal the redemption he gives is eternal the inheritance he gives us is also eternal 
oh my god now the believer is eternally forgiven that is number one reality now let's look at some scriptures from the bible now the, the it is very very important for us to you know appreciate now number one scripture we want to look is colossians chapter 3 verse chapter 2 verse 13 now listen to what the bible says in colossians 2 13 he said and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened together with him having forgiven you all your trespasses now look the forgiveness here is in the past tense he's not saying that god is not going to forgive you he said he has forgiven you all your trespasses now i don't care how you argue it whether you say oh uh, the sin that i've not even committed how can he forgive me now before when jesus christ died on the cross you and i were not born i wasn't born and i believe you were not also born by then but if the death of jesus was able to cover or pay for my sin while i was not born then it means that the sins that i've not even committed his you know his death is capable of delivering me from that because when he died my sins were in the future because i had not yet been born oh my god so colossians chapter 2 verse 13 he said he has forgiven you all your trespasses all your sins now look at verse 14 he said blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross so number one reality forgiveness is eternal the believer's forgiveness or the forgiveness the believer has is eternal that is very very important that is very important now look at this scripture again first john chapter 2 verse 12 first john chapter 2 verse 12 first john chapter 2 verse 12 look at what the bible says in first john he said i write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you past tense now listen the forgiveness that jesus gives in the new testament is in the past now all these scriptures that i'm reading they are all in the past tense they are all in the past tense he says i write unto you little children now catch this he said i write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake that means forgiveness as a subject is even for babes to understand so if you are a christian he said i write unto you little children he's teaching this younger ones or these christians who are new in the faith and he's telling them their sins are already forgiven them which means forgiveness oh my god the subject of forgiveness is for children who are new they should even understand the subject of salvation so he said your sins are forgiven you not by your confession but for his name's sake oh my god i love this word i love this word so i write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven past tense forgiving you for his name's sake not by your tears not by your emotions not by your rolling on the ground i'm not saying when you sin don't feel sorry for it no that is not what i'm saying I'm not saying when you sin don't repent of your sin no but I'm saying that the Bible says that your sins are forgiven you for the name of Jesus sake 
for his finished work now i said the word name is the word onoma onoma means the authority or the work or the position or the function so forgiveness is predicated on jesus's finished work not your prayer oh my god this is good this is good this is so good now this is solid food now watch this scripture ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 ephesians 4 32 look at what the bible says in ephesians 4 32 ephesians 4 32 oh my god oh my god now he says and be ye kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as for christ's sake god has forgiven you oh my god let me read this scripture again he said be kind to another be be kind to one another tender-hearted forgive one another even as god for christ's sake has forgiven you past tense so your forgiveness is in the past god has forgiven you your sins so he says he forgave you for christ's sake not by your prayer he forgave you for christ's sake not by your confession oh my god i love this word so it is very important that we appreciate that forgiveness is a is a gift in god it's a gift in christ when a man is in christ he is forgiven forgiveness is a blessing now as as i go on i'm going to talk about the blessing of abraham where people believe that the blessing of abraham is cow and cattle and goat and sheep and all that now if that is the blessing of abraham then the question is do you have a cattle if you don't have a cattle or you don't have a goat now then does it mean you don't have the blessing of abraham i will get there we will get there praise god this is so good this word is good this word is good now colossians chapter 3 verse 13 look at this scripture colossians 3 13 i love this word colossians 3 13 now let me colossians he said forbearing one another and forgiving one another so also no he said forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have quarrel against any even as christ forgave you past tense christ forgave you he's saying if you have a quarrel or you have an issue with any person the forgiveness is because christ has already forgiven you you also forgive the person so forgiveness is in the past he forgave you he didn't say christ will forgive you he forgave you oh my god also so do ye so forgiveness is in the past he forgave us we are forgiven now i don't care how you feel because it is not about how you feel our christian work is not about feelings if you depend on your feelings so much your feelings may deceive you christianity is about knowledge you must first of all come to a place of accurate comprehension you must know the truth of god's word so it is not about oh i don't feel good i don't feel no it's not about how you feel you don't have to feel it you have to know that you are forgiven that is why people find it so hard to approach god and i said yesterday god forgave us so that we will have confidence in approaching him 
if you are approaching God with a beggarly mentality, that does not define who you are as a son of God. Because sons have authority, sons have rights, sons have those privileges. The Bible says, as many as received him, he gave them the right or the power to become sons. Oh my God, this is good. What a word. If you are watching me, I just want you to share the broadcast. Stay with me. And tonight, today we are digging into the subject of forgiveness. Forgiveness is God's gift. I didn't work for it. Now let me show you the final scripture in Acts chapter 13 verse 38. Acts 13 38. Look at what the Bible says in Acts 13 38. Acts chapter 13 verse 38. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at what the scripture says. He said, Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Oh my God. I love this. He said, Be it known unto you, men and brethren, that through this man, this man is referring to jesus christ is preached unto you the forgiveness which means forgiveness is a preaching oh my god oh my god forgiveness is a preaching now forgiveness is a message just like salvation is a message so when i preach salvation for somebody and the person believes in the message the person is saved in the same way as i'm preaching forgiveness when you watching me you believe in the message that i'm preaching you are forgiven so forgiveness is a preaching it's not a prayer it's a preaching it's a message so just as salvation is a message forgiveness is a message he said through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins so when you preach forgiveness people believe and they are forgiven you don't pray forgiveness for somebody i pray may god forgive you no you preach the message that is what the bible says at chapter 13 at chapter 13 verse 38 so it is very very important so reality number one the believer is eternally forgiven number two jesus removed our sins jesus removed our sins john 1 29 the greek word is a behold the lamb of god that takes away the word is iro which means he removed he removed your sins are not there when they go to check your sins they won't see them why because jesus removed your sins oh my god i love this word so reality number two our sins have been removed now in the old testament their sins were not removed their sins were covered oh my god there is a difference between covering and removing if i cover something and if i remove something there are two different things so in the new testament our sins have not been covered our sins have been removed point number three the reality number three about forgiveness jesus buried our sins oh my god i feel this word jesus buried now what did jesus do to our sins that is what we are talking about jesus buried our sins he buried our sins now if something is buried it is buried oh my god now let's look at this scripture micah chapter 7 micah chapter 7 oh my god thank you lord thank you lord micah 7 if you are watching me just share the broadcast with someone 
Micah chapter 7 Kalaba verse 19 now look at what the Bible says he said he would turn again he will have compassion upon us he will subdue our iniquities he will subdue now listen the word subdue means subdue he said Jesus will subdue now we said that the Old Testament or the prophets were prophesying about Jesus because they were, their message was about the person. So obviously, Micah is also speaking about Jesus Christ. He will subdue our iniquities and thou will cast our sins into the depth of the sea. Oh my God, I feel this word. He said, Jesus, or, Jesus will cast our sins into the depth of the sea. And that is what he did. He buried our sins completely so if you are looking for your sins keep looking because you will not find them why because jesus buried our sins ah ah what a word he buried our sins so number one jesus or the believer is eternally forgiven number two the jesus removed our sins number three jesus buried our sins micah 7 19 and then the fourth reality about forgiveness is that Jesus forgot our sins. He forgot them. He forgot them. He forgot our sins. That could be found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 to 17. Hebrews 10, 16 to 17. Now listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews. Kalamasha. Hebrews 10, 16. Now the Bible says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days saith the lord i will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds will i write them and their sins and iniquities i will remember no more i will remember no more now this was a prophecy concerning the new covenant or the new testament ah this was a prophecy concerning the new covenant so jesus said the prophet said about jesus that their sins and iniquity i'll remember no more now remember no more means remember no more so jesus is not remembering your sins when they tell you that god has a big book in heaven that everyone has their name in the book now anytime you sin god looks for a big pen then he crosses your name from the book now when you pray and ask god when you cry and you scream and you roll on the ground then god will now look for correction pen and then recorrect your name i don't know how he's going to rewrite your name beloved that is not what the word of god teaches the bible says that i will remember them no more oh my god this is so good this is so good now the next thing jesus did to our sins is that god does not count our sins against us god doesn't count our sins against us like i just said there are people who think that oh god is counting your sins so a day when you sin 10 times he's in heaven beloved god has jesus has something better to do than that in heaven that is not the ministry of jesus christ because he dealt with sin so what he has dealt with sin why would he now be there then counting the sins of people second corinthians 5 19 the bible said for god was in christ oh my god god was in christ reconciling the world back to himself not imputing their sins against them 
now listen the word reconcile is the greek word katalazo katalazo means to bridge the gap which means there was a separation between man and god when adam sinned so there was a separation so reconciliation is what breached the gap between man and god so we are reconciled with god ha romans chapter 5 verse 1 the bible says that being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus and i said the word peace is not peace as in calmness he's talking about union irene we have union with god so we are in an inseparable union so god is not counting your sins against you oh my god i love this word now he said he's not counting or he's not imputing the word impute is an accounting word or count accounting he says god reconciled the world back to himself not imputing their sins on them the word impute is the word logizomai now the word logizomai is where we have the word logarithm or to log in something the word log logizomai means to calculate to account to record oh my god i love this word so jesus is not calculating your sins against you jesus is not recording your sins against you oh my god oh my god what a word i love that i love that now he said god is not counting so jesus destroyed our sins he destroyed now if they tell you that there is a big screen you know you hear people say there is a big screen in heaven god is recording all your sins on earth on it now that video tape recorder or whatever it was i don't know what jesus destroyed that on the cross so he's not counting your sins against you now number six reality jesus was punished for our sins he was punished for our sins how did i know isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 the bible says, for he was wounded kabanimia jesus was wounded for our sins now i don't know how some people read the scriptures if jesus was wounded for our sins would god wound you again for your sins he wasn't wounded for his sins he was wounded for our sins now jesus didn't sin he didn't sin he didn't sin he didn't commit any sin all he went through was because of you and i so that is why the song writer said uh, uh he paid a debt he didn't owe i owed a debt i couldn't pay oh my god but he took my place and he washed my sins away all because i couldn't pay the debt i owe so jesus punished was punished for our sins ah now we need to understand that god wouldn't do that to you again if he punished god for your sins that accomplished or that is what jesus accomplished on the cross on our behalf so that is very very important for us to understand now number seven reality is that jesus cleansed us from all our sins he cleansed us he cleansed us from all our sins you hear people saying nobody is clean <laughs> nobody is clean in this earth ah, no christian is clean says who you have to read the bible well and read it well jesus cleansed us from our sins now listen you your 
true identity is not what people say about you your true identity is not what psychology says about you psychology tells you you are an introvert psychology says you are an extrovert psychology says you are a melancholy you are a, a sanguine or whatever now that is not what god's definition of you is god's definition of you is that you are cleansed oh my god i love this <laughs> now how did i know revelation chapter 1 verse 5 this will bless you revelation chapter 1 verse 5 revelation 1 5 now listen to what the bible says he says and from jesus who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead now i said before jesus died he was called the only begotten the word only begotten is monogenua which means the only kind he was the only kind or he was the only son only son of the god kind he was the only son of god but after his resurrection he is no longer the only begotten so it is right to say jesus was the only begotten but it is wrong to say jesus is the only begotten because he was the only begotten now he's the first begotten which means there are other sons who are the other sons you and i are other sons so jesus is the firstborn jesus is our big brother praise god revelation 1 5 and from jesus christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the earth unto him that loved now listen to the tenses i love tenses in the scriptures that loved is in the past tense now somebody will tell you you have to do good for god to love you beloved that is not what the scripture says hey he said he loved us you don't have to no there is there is a popular you know another misconception about salvation that you have to love god more you have to love god more so that he will love you beloved the more you love god the more god will love you that is that is performance based christianity you have to understand that first of all he loved us revelation 1 5 he loved us the bible said he loved us now all the prayers that the, that paul prayed for the churches he prayed in philemon chapter 1 verse 6 he told Timothy, uh, he told Philemon, he said, hearing of your faith and your love, which means Timothy had faith, he had love. Now you hear people teaching that some believers don't have faith. No, a believer cannot be faith deficient. There is no believer who lacks faith. There is no believer who doesn't have the love of God. Because first of all, it is God's love that is shed abroad in our heart according to Romans 5.5. 5. So no believer is love deficient. So he loved us. Look at the next word. And he washed, he washed us from our sins. Oh my God. So we have been washed. We have been washed from our sins. We have been washed from our sins. We have been washed from our sins. Now we have been washed. This washing means washing. Now, when you study the actual word, Kabbalah Bashanda, it means literally like to bathe a person. To bathe. So Jesus washed our sins. Oh my God, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. So he washed us. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, Jesus didn't use pure water to wash us. Jesus used his own blood to wash us. 
that is the washing praise god so jesus one reality about forgiveness is that our sins has been washed oh my god oh my god oh my god now the next thing i want to look at is some scriptures in the bible that seems to contradict our reality or the divine realities of forgiveness there are certain scriptures that you see people read certain scriptures from the old testament and then they say all oh, this day you are saying is not true now we need to read them in context and first of all we also need to understand that things that were said to the old testament folks were said for our learning there is something there is a moral to learn from those stories there is something that we need to learn from them but they weren't written to you directly so look at some scriptures let me show you these scriptures this will blow your mind now psalm 90 verse 8 look at this scripture very well if you read this scripture and then you don't have understanding about the scriptures then you you hear someone concluding about forgiveness you hear them concluding like hey now look at this scripture psalm 90 verse 8 now the bible says thou has set our iniquities before thee hey he said god has set our sins before him god has set our sins before him thou has set our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of thy countenance oh my god he said god has set our sins before him and our secret sins are before his eyes before his face now if somebody reads this scripture if somebody read this scripture i just read psalm 90 verse 8 and he doesn't take care he will be in error we must understand that david spoke based on the covenant that he was living under so you cannot use that scripture to mean that our sins are before god now when you sin all your sins he said our secret sins are before him hey it is very very important so this statement was a pre-resurrection statement it means that statement was made before the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ oh my god oh my god oh my god the real value of the believer is in christ your real value is in christ your real value is in christ in other words how valuable jesus is is how valuable the believer is so it is very very important now look at another scripture job chapter 14 verse 16 job 14 16 now we are looking at scriptures that seemingly seemingly now we need to also understand that there is no contradiction in the scriptures the scriptures does not contradict itself the only where contradiction comes is in our understanding the bible is not contradictory so if we have a comprehensive understanding then we will not read this scripture and then we will say that oh then forgiveness is not relevant now i mean god is still you know is still hunting me when i sin god is annoying god is mad at me god is angry my sins are before him now job chapter 14 look at what the bible says verse 16 he said for thou for now thou numberest my steps you number my steps and thou 
watch over my sins he said does thou not watch over my sins so job chapter 14 verse 16 is saying that god is watching over our sins now a man can read this scripture and be in error because job was saying this based on the covenant they had now we need to understand the dispensations or the timelines in the bible it is very very key now another scripture isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 now look at this oh my god i love this i love this isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 look at what the bible says kala mashosa and telebekosa nama isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 now he said but your iniquities have separated between you and your god hey your iniquities have separated you between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you oh my goodness now somebody will read this scripture and then say but your iniquities have separated you I read from 2nd Corinthians 5 18 and 19 God has reconciled us back to himself Catalazo he has breached the gap Colamasa. now the question is did sin bring separation yes did sin bring separation yes when adam sinned in the garden the sin of adam brought separation adam was spiritually dead and he was spiritually separated and physically there was separation now the question is does sin bring separation did sin bring separation yes does sin bring separation no did sin bring separation yes does sin bring because jesus has reconciled us so we're from the separation again now second corinthians 5 18 he said for god was in christ reconciling the world back to himself not imputing their sins on them so catalazo is to bridge the gap there was a gap between we and jesus christ there was a gap between we and god jesus is the is the is the is the is the is the, is the he breached that gap that gap which is very important now isaiah 118 let me read this scripture isaiah 118 another scripture that seems to contradict forgiveness isaiah 118 now look at what isaiah said he said he said isaiah 118 come now and let us reason together says the lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall be as a wool now again if somebody read this scripture and he doesn't read in context he can be in error now god doesn't reason with you to forgive your sins today oh my god i love this word god doesn't reason with us to forgive us our sins today god reasoned with jesus christ and forgave us our sins god reasoned with jesus and forgave us our sins so our sins are forgiven in christ so when he said come let us reason together obviously he's not calling us he's calling it's between jesus and god they will reason together and forgive our sins oh my god my god my god i feel this word right now i feel this word now i feel the word right now 
in the name of jesus now it is very very important for us to understand so i've, I've given you scriptures there there are a lot of them that i can go let me let me give you another one psalm 51 verse 10 psalm 51 verse 10 look at what the bible says in psalm 51 verse 10 the bible say create in me a clean heart oh god and renew a right spirit within me <laughs> oh my god oh my god now this is these are some favorite scriptures for some believers you hear them praying creating me a new heart oh god creating me a new heart which kind is and he said and bring or renew a right spirit within me which right spirit again do you want apart from the holy spirit in you oh my god i love this so god is not going to create a new heart for you he's not going to renew any right spirit within you you have the right spirit if you are born again and that is the holy ghost praise god so the right spirit is what we already have so you hear believers using this scripture to pray creating me a new heart and then they'll be singing and they'll be telling god give me the right spirit and then another bomb they will tell god do not let your spirit depart from me hey if you are praying those prayers i'm pleading with you renew your mind because th those prayers are born out of lack of proper understanding about the bible god does not he said david prayed the prayer do not let your spirit depart from me lord creating me a new heart so we also pray to god do not let your spirit depart from me now the holy ghost does not visit you for vacation he is not visiting you to va for vacation and then after vacation he leaves the bible says that your body is the temple your body is the abode he resides in your body so know that you have the right spirit lord creating me a new heart all those are born out of ignorance hallelujah i love this word hey then look at the final one look at the final one ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20 Kolamasha. Ezekiel chapter 18. Kalamazada. Ezekiel 18 verse 20. Now look at what the Bible says again in Ezekiel 18 20. He says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him then he said but if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and keep my status and do that which is lawful and right he shall surely live and shall not die then he said all his transgression that he has committed they shall not be mentioned unto him oh this is the old testament he's saying that if a man comes in christ and believe jesus christ all his transgressions kalamaze hey he will be not mentioned now this is very very important scripture now in the old testament there's so he said the soul that sinneth shall die now you cannot use that scripture for this era that the soul that sinneth otherwise we we, we we will all not believe him by now praise god nobody will be living by now if that scripture is what we use today the soul that sinneth shall die 
now in the old testament that was it the so that's not. in the new testament if any man sin we have an advocate kadili biha the bible says in first john chapter 2 verse 1 if any man sin we have an advocate in the old testament the soul that sin shall die in the new testament if any man sin we have an advocate with the father kola manama now first john chapter 2 verse 2 the bible says he is the propitiation kabaya he is the propitiation for our sins he is the propitiation for not for ours only but also for the sins of the world that is the message of forgiveness now the word i said the word propitiation is the word helasmos which means the satisfaction or the atoning victim it also means the mercy seat so jesus is the mercy seat kalabasa ha so that is the meaning of forgiveness forgiveness is a message now forgiveness in the old testament was based on mercy like i said that is why their sins were covered for one year in the new testament our forgiveness is based on god's justice and righteousness our forgiveness is go is based on god's justice and god's righteousness that is why god has been propitious to us now or god is propitious kalama that is why jesus died because the the guilty cannot go free when a man sins he has to die so jesus based on his justice and righteousness he died for us based on god's justice and god's righteousness so you are not free to go because god decided to spare you you are not free to go because god decided to spare you god decided to have mercy on you 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 are free to go because somebody has paid the price for you Kalamashandi. hey what a word so you are free to go because somebody became the victim for your offense and that person is jesus hallelujah that person is jesus that person is jesus now it will marvel you to know that the book of romans starts with no condemnation and ends with no separation that means that there is no separation in the new testament romans chapter 8 begins with no condemnation and ends with no separation now let's go to romans 8 romans chapter 8 and begins with no condemnation and ends with no separation now romans con uh, romans 8 he said verse 1 therefore now there is no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in christ has made me free from the law of sin and death now that is the beginning of romans 8 now look at the end of romans 8 he said for verse 30, uh, 39 he said no height nor depth nor any other creature can be able to separate us from the love of god that means in christ there is no condemnation there is no separation Woo! this is good this is good so in christ there is no condemnation in christ there is no separation that is what the bible is saying now now i want to move on and talk about the blessings of the blessing of abraham now this is one area where people have used this script uh, the blessing of abraham people think that the blessing of abraham is you know about 
cars and goods and houses and all that i'm going to show you from the scripture what is the true blessing now the bible doesn't use plural it calls it the blessing of abraham singular the blessing the blessing of abraham now believers are blessed so blessed but yet because sometimes we don't have a car we think we are not blessed believers are so blessed but sometimes because we don't have what others have we think we are not we are not blessed now let me show you what true blessing the blessing of abraham is in the scriptures now if abraham blessings i said earlier on is cattle goat and sheep how many of us have cattle and sheep today now if you are watching me and you don't have no if you if the blessing of abraham is cattle goat and sheep and you don't have cattle goat and sheep does it mean you don't have abraham's blessing that is the question so i don't have a cattle now i don't have a goat now i don't have a sheep now does it mean i don't have abraham's blessing <laughs> let's look at the, the the scriptures now anytime the word blessing was used even in the old testament it was not in things hmm anytime the word blessing now many believers think that the blessing of god is in things no there is a blessing that comes in things but most of the times when the bible in the old testament uses blessing he is not referring to you know uh, tangible materials they were not in things now let me show you why i'm saying that in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 the bible said and god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply god blessed them and said which means the blessing was in a message oh my god i love this now he said god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply which means the blessing is in a message now let me show you abraham's blessing the blessing of abraham what does it mean what is the blessing of abraham now we hear believers singing abraham's blessing are mine they they don't we don't even know what the blessing of abraham is let's look at the scriptures now in genesis chapter 12 verse 2 god promised abraham the blessing god said to abraham in blessing i'll bless you god promised him the blessing in genesis chapter 12 verse 2 now in genesis 13 verse 1 the Bible says Abraham was rich in cattle and in sheep and other things. Now, listen. In Genesis 12, 1, God bless him. God promised him the blessing. In Genesis 13, verse 1, the Bible says he was rich in cattle. And then in Genesis 22, verse 16 to 17 the bible said and god still and god was still promising abraham the blessing ha i don't know if somebody is catching this in genesis 12 1 god 12 2 god promised abraham the blessing in genesis 13 1 the bible said abraham was rich in cattle and in good now if the blessing that god talked about in genesis 12 2 was what he had in genesis 13 1 then why was god still promising him blessing in genesis 22 which means the blessing of the cattle and goat was not the promise god gave him in genesis 12 2. haha <laughs> how did i know that how did i know that now god is still promising abraham the blessing in genesis 22 verse 16 to 17 which means genesis 13 1 
he being rich in cattle now abraham was rich already he had all those things already those were not the blessing even though after god has pronounced blessing on him all that he had multiplied he already had those blessings so what is the blessing of abraham now number one galatians chapter 3 verse 13 kadele hey hey galatians 3 13 galatians 3 verse 13 now it is very very important galatians 3 13 look at what the bible says it says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree now people will read this scripture christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law then you see believers saying that that scripture is referring to born again believers christ did not redeem us from the curse of the law because we were not under the law we were not under the law this is referring to deuteronomy 28 all those curses were curses on the children of israel now he is telling that the israelite that christ has redeemed them from those curses you and i were not under the law so all those curses did not apply to us that is why i said the bible was written for us for our learning but not everything was written to us ah so he says that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith the promise of the spirit through faith the promise of the spirit through faith now before that he in verse 14 he said in verse 14 he said that the blessing of abraham might come upon us the gentiles through jesus christ so what is the blessing of abraham what is the blessing of abraham he said that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith so number one the blessing of abraham is the promise of the holy ghost it's not about cattle and sheep and goat and houses and cars and buildings now anyone who is teaching you or who is saying that the blessing of abraham is referring to cars now the blessing of abraham he said it every believer has the blessing of abraham so if you limit the blessing of abraham to cars and houses not every believer has a car so does that mean that believer does not have the blessing of abraham now there are unbelievers who have cars and buildings does that mean they have the blessing of abraham because the blessing of abraham is exclusive to believers oh my god oh my god so number one the blessing of abraham is the promise of the holy ghost you will hear believers who speak in tongues but they still feel unblessed you have the blessing oh my god you have the blessing of abraham you have the blessing of abraham so it is very very important you have the blessing of abraham number so number one the blessing of abraham is receiving the promise of the spirit which is the holy ghost through faith now number two the blessing of abraham is forgiveness of sins ha ah. the blessing of abraham is actually what we are talking about today the forgiveness of sins so when you understand forgiveness and you know you have you have forgiveness you have the blessing of abraham the blessing of abraham hallelujah
the blessing of Abraham. Now look at this scripture. Romans chapter 4 verse 6. Romans 4 6. Kabbalasha. Romans chapter 4 verse 6. Now the Bible says, Even as David described the blessedness of the man. Now listen. David was a rich man. In fact, he made supply to Solomon. Who built the, the, the who became a, a wealthier person. David was already a rich man. Now, David, who is a rich man, is now describing who truly a blessed man is. Hey, now David is describing who a blessed man is. Now, listen to David. He said, Even as David, now let me start from verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on, on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Then verse 6, for David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then saying, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. So the blessing of Abraham is the forgiveness of sins. So David is a as a rich man. He is now describing who a blessed man is. Then he said, "The man that the Lord imputes no iniquity." And I said, "The word imputes is the word logizomai, which means to log or to calculate." So the one that God does not calculate his sin is a blessed man. So if you are a believer and you are forgiving of your sins, you have the blessing of Abraham. So the blessing of Abraham is the forgiveness of sins. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. So the blessing of Abraham must be understood well. The blessing of Abraham must be understood contextually. Even though God blessed him and his material possession increased, the blessing God was talking about was salvation. You know, through all this blessing that God pronounced on him was how salvation was going to come in place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. Number three, the blessing of Abraham is justification through faith or righteousness without works. Hey, the blessing of Abraham is justification through faith, which means that a man is justified by faith, not by works. I read that in Romans chapter four. Right now, he says in verse five, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, in verse four, uh, Romans four two, he said, "For if Abraham were justified by works, he had whereof to glory, but not before God. For what sayeth the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness." So the blessing of Abraham, number one, is the promise of the Spirit through faith. Number two is the forgiveness of sins. Number three is justification or righteousness without works. Ha, ha. This is the, this is the foundation, you know, of the scriptures that we need to get, you know, understanding from. We need to really understand very well. So it is very, very important. So. The blessing of Abraham is not in cars. The blessing of Abraham. Now, there are believers who, there are people who are unbelievers 
who already have big mansions they have big cars and they have big buildings and all that yet they don't have the blessing of abraham because the blessing of abraham is the forgiveness of sins so there are people who have not made jesus the lord over their lives their sins are not forgiven i mean they have not received jesus christ as their lord and personal savior so are they also enjoying the blessing now the blessing is exclusive to believers hallelujah hallelujah this is pure word pure word now let me show you three or three more scriptures then i'm done now at chapter 10 verse 42 to 43 at chapter 10 verse 42 to 43 at chapter 10 verse 42 now listen to what the bible says he says and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that he is he is and to testify that it is he which was ordained to be god and to be the judge of quick and the dead to him give all the prophet witness through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive the remissions of sin now whosoever believes in jesus shall receive remissions of sin now the word remission is the word forgiveness so when a man receives christ he receives the remission of sins so anytime the message of forgiveness that's why i said forgiveness is a preaching we preach now i'm going to show you another scripture that shows that forgiveness is a preaching forgiveness is a preaching luke chapter 4 verse 16 luke chapter 4 verse 16 now look at what jesus did in luke 4 16 look the bible said uh, verse 18 said verse 17 and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it is written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor now to preach the gospel to the poor he's referring to because when a man is poor spiritually speaking a man that is dead a man that is dead spiritually so preaching the gospel to the poor are people that have not received the gospel or have not believed in the gospel yet they are poor in spirit hallelujah you know so we need to take note of words in the scriptures for example the bible says for he made him who knew uh who knew no and he said how that uh christ was was rich for our sakes he became poor that through his poverty we might be the righteousness of god he was referring to the fact that jesus became poor in he became poor in righteousness though he was rich in righteousness he became poor on the cross so that we who were poor in 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 in, in righteousness may become rich you know so these scriptures has to be studied very carefully so jesus said the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to preach not pray deliverance is a preaching now the word deliverance used in luke 4 18 is the same word affesis for forgiveness which means forgiveness 
so to preach forgiveness to the captives so forgiveness is a preaching so jesus said god sent him to preach affairs or to preach deliverance which is forgiveness so right now as i'm preaching about forgiveness when somebody is watching me and they hear about what i'm saying they begin to understand that oh there was a man that paid for he became the payment of my sins then they are excited about what jesus did for them and then they believe in the message they our sins will be forgiven that is what forgiveness is about so forgiveness is not something god is doing on a daily basis he has forgiven us all we need to do is to acknowledge what he has done so jesus said to preach deliverance which is forgiveness i read a scripture in act 28 where they said through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins through this man so forgiveness is not a prayer is a preaching so deliverance there is the word forgiveness hallelujah this is good so the bible must be studied in context the bible must be studied contextually for proper understanding the bible must be studied in context for proper understanding now look at another scripture in in acts chapter 13 verse 38 i just read it through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins so forgiveness is a message now at 20 26 verse 17 to 19 at 26 17 to 19 listen to what the bible says at 26 kadelene mekoza at 26 17 kalabasha he said delivering people from delivering thee from the people and the gentiles unto whom now i send thee now listen to verse 18 to open the eyes to open their eyes he is sending them he said they should go to open the eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of satan unto god that they may receive forgiveness of sins ah i love this one and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me oh my god i love this he said delivering thee from the people and from the gentiles unto whom now i send you so i'm sending you to open their eyes how will you open their eyes he said for a man's eyes to open he said number one, and to turn them from darkness to light how can you turn a man from darkness to light and from the power of satan unto god how can you do that that they may receive so when a man receives forgiveness his eyes are open when a man receives forgiveness he is turned from darkness to light when a man receives forgiveness he is turned from the power of satan unto god oh my god oh my god oh my god I hope this word is bless somebody. I hope this word is bless somebody. Now, these are messages that we feed on. You know, you listen to it, it sinks in you. You learn it, it it becomes part of you. Then you start growing spiritually. That is why I said the message of salvation is not for new babies. If the message of salvation is for new babies, what is the main message for Christianity? Is it deliverance or what? So that is very very key for us to understand. 
that is very key for our understanding now the the last scripture is ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 we are still talking about forgiveness of sins ephesians 1 7 now look at this the bible says uh in whom referring to jesus christ we have redemption through his blood he said our redemption is through the blood of jesus the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace so he's saying we have the redemption through the blood of jesus and that redemption is the forgiveness of sins and that forgiveness of sins is not according to my confession it's not according to my sorrow it's not according to how hard i beg god it's not according to how hard i promise god i won't do it again he said it is according to the riches of his grace hallelujah so forgiveness is according to the riches of god's grace it's not according to your confession ha that is why you will see believers promising god so hard oh god i won't do it again god i won't do it again i'm promising you i rededicate my life unto you says who <laughs> when a man understands the subject of salvation he understands the work of jesus christ when a man understands the subject of salvation he completely understands the work that jesus has done so that is very very important that is very very key so rededicating when you say you are rededicating you say you are rededicating you are promising god hard time i won't do it again why don't you trust in what jesus christ has done why don't you trust in what jesus has done so he says redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins father thank you i thank you for this word thank you for everyone watching me right now thank you for your grace thank you for your power i believe that this word is bless somebody whoever will watch this broadcast i declare over your life may the word of god affect you may the word of god affect every fiber of your being in the name of the lord jesus father i give you all the praise i give you all the glory i declare that people are set free captives father lord are set free deliverance is taking over which is forgiveness people are coming to a place of understanding the nature of god's forgiveness for their lives in the mighty name of jesus i pray and i prophesy and i declare everyone father that will come across this broadcast if father they have not encountered you i declare that father their lives will come to a place of divine acknowledgement of your finished work in the name of jesus i pray for everyone watching me right now and i declare your grace and your power i declare your anointing i declare your unction over them may you preserve us may you preserve everyone in their going out and in their coming in in the name of the lord jesus so shall it be in jesus name you are blessed god bless you for joining god bless you for tuning in whoever will watch this video whoever is watching the lord bless you we will keep on continuing the message of salvation tomorrow same time tomorrow is going to be part five and then tomorrow we are going to look at working out your salvation when the bible says work out your salvation what does it mean you look at with fear and trembling the bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling we will look at that 
then we will also look at the subject of deliverance and casting out devils people think that believers are delivers believers are people who deliver people but we read from luke 4 18 jesus said deliverance is a preaching now when we preach the message of deliverance jesus is the deliverer hallelujah and then there is also casting out demons are they the same so we are going to study that as well and i believe that your life will never be the same god bless you god bless you for watching just share the video with somebody if it blesses you bless somebody with it and those watching on